Your Kansas City Chiefs advanced to 7-2 as they took care of business against the Jacksonville Jaguars this past Sunday. We're going to go ahead and review that game, Chiefs Kingdom. It's going to be a good one today. So with that being said, I'd like to welcome you all to the Kingdom Connect podcast. This is the Kansas City Chiefs Podcast. You're with your host and producer, Eric Lupartis, certified health and performance trainer. I hope Chiefs Kingdom is doing very fantastic today. We're recording this episode on Monday, November 14th. If you guys live in the KC metro area, it's supposed to snow today. Hope you guys are all kind of prepared for that. Don't know how much it's going to be. Hopefully it's nothing. Um, I see some people on Twitter who live in the OP areas have already said that it's coming down, so... Uh, kind of preparing myself for that. Um, if I haven't announced it yet, which I already think I did, we're recording this episode on Monday, November 14th. Your Kansas City Chiefs advanced to 7-2 as they took care of business. Like I said, business. That was a fucking ass kicking. I know the score wasn't super high, but we, we kicked their ass. They had no answer for us pretty much that whole game. No answer. Not the running game, no ETN, no nothing. Your Kansas City Chiefs are now the number one seed in the AFC. The number one seed. The Buffalo Bills had a complete disaster yesterday. We're going to get into that here in a sec. But your Kansas City Chiefs are now number one in the AFC. We have taken care of business pretty much in the division so far. No one in our division or no one in our division is touching us. Everybody in our division lost yesterday. We're those silent killers. People think that we're just gonna go away and that we're not here. We're fucking here. And by the way, Chiefs Kingdom, we're witnessing the best years. Of Kansas City football. I, I wanted to say this before we get deep into this episode. We're wish, we're witnessing the best years of Kansas City football. Don't take this time for granted. Do not take it for granted. Because when we all know that 15, when he hangs it up one day, we're never going to see it again. And I know a lot of fans, fan bases of teams that had greats the chicago bulls the Mont- uh the edmonton orioles with gretzky and the chicago bulls with jordan you know babe ruth when he you know when he left uh the red Sox and went to the yankees i mean obviously he you know he became a bigger star you know during his yankee time but still you know, I'm just saying shit now at this point. But you guys get you guys get my you know my, catch my drift. Tom Brady, yes, he still he won another Super Bowl. As it pains me to say that, but New England's never gonna see another quarterback like that again. They just aren't. Anyways, like I said, 
take this take this time and appreciate Kansas City football. Appreciate Patrick Mahomes. I'm extremely grateful that he's our quarterback. I I really am. I never thought that we would be where we are, where we were the the day that we drafted him. But I'm extremely grateful. All right, so let's get deep into this episode. The Buffalo Bills, they had a disaster yesterday. You know, I'm not, this isn't a Bills podcast. I really don't care too much. I I try to show respect to Josh Allen because I know he's a talented player. The problem with that team is they rely so heavily on him. They rely so heavily on Superman to be Superman. And if he messes up or he has mistakes or he's hurt, they're not built to overcome that. Just like last year, I didn't think in a lot of moments our team was built to overcome Mahomes' brutal mistakes. Our defense was playing horrible, don't get me wrong, but our offense, it was like they kind of switched. Our offense was playing good, defense was horrible, defense started picking up, offense went bad. But that team is not built like that. And I heard an interesting take today. I can't remember who was talking. I think it was Matt Verderam. I want to say it was the Arrowhead Attic podcast I was listening to. They said it straight up. That team is not a good situational football team. They just aren't. And you've seen it. It it happened to them in a lot of these close games, overtime games, uh, the playoffs, losing to us both times. They're just not a good situational football team. And, you know, I, I don't I don't dig deep into their shit because I don't care. But they need to figure out ways to win without having to rely so heavily on Josh Allen. Because essentially, you know, now essentially that's what happened in Carolina. They relied so heavily on Cam Newton to be Superman every single fucking time. And look what happened. Granted, they also had a running game with the running back that could run, and that's the one thing the Bills struggle with. They they don't have a running they don't have a running attack. You know, Singletary had a you know great games, and then they refused to run the ball with him. Josh Allen is a leading rusher on that team. I'm sorry, he just can't be that way, and not in today's league. Not in today's league. Run when you have to. I'm not saying that, you know, quit doing that because he's special when he when he runs. But that's putting a lot of miles on your quarterback. And that's putting a lot of hits on him, too. But they had a disaster. They did. They, you know, they they stop him. They stop him at the goal line, you know, pretty much. And then and then straight up, they fumble the ball in their own end zone. And it's a touchdown. Vikings score. And then, you know, you you lucky enough drive down to kick a field goal force overtime. You stop, you stop them again. You force them to kick a field goal again. And then your apparent NFL MVP of 2022 goes down and or, you know, prematurely crowned MVP, Josh Allen goes down and throws a pick. After he already threw one in the game. And then he fumbles a snap. Two picks and you fumble a snap. He f- he turned the ball over in both, so- both end zones. 
That's bad. That's bad. He's not been playing good football these last two weeks. He hasn't. You know, I know the yards. You know, he has some yards and stuff like that, but he hasn't been playing good football. Now, they are go- they have a lot of injuries on their defense. You know, I'm trying to, you know, I, I, I like to somewhat give the benefit of the doubt because I understand that injuries sometimes you just can't overcome. But they got to figure out some other ways to, to win football games. That's all I'm going to say about the Buffalo Bills. Kansas City Chiefs are number one in the AFC as of right now. The division, this, this division, outside of Kansas City, it's a disaster. It is a complete disaster. You have Derek Carr crying at the podium. You know, poor me. I've been in this organization for 10 years, and I can't I can't seem to be on a winning team and stuff like that. You know, and I'm not saying that, I'm, I try to sh- I try not to sh- I try to show respect. I, I'm not saying that Derek Carr doesn't have good moments because there are games where it's like, damn, Derek Carr's balling. He's playing really well, and I'm not saying he's the reason that they're losing games, but he damn sure ain't the reason that they're they're trying to win. So, you know, his press conference. If you want to go listen to that, there was kind of some controversy. Maybe he was throwing some people under the bus. Maybe he wasn't. Take it however you want to take it. But, you know, the Raiders, they they lose to Jeff Saturday, a guy who's been on first take for the last however many years in ESPN, and then he gets asked by, you know, the owner of the team who he's buddies with to come in, which I think is a whole another conversation. And it's no disrespect to Jeff Saturday. I love Jeff Saturday. I think he's a great guy. But that's a little bit of, that's a little controversial in my opinion, and I think a lot of people would tend to agree. Now, they won. If they win games, you can't apologize for winning games. So I'm not going to sit there and take that away. But you, but the, the Raiders, bro, you lost You lost to that. A team that's not good. Now, that makes us, that makes, that makes the Colts' loss that we suffered sting even more because, you know, he immediately put Matt Ryan back at starter. Saturday did. And Josh McDaniels. Come on. We saw it in Denver. Who? What did you expect? If anyone who I feel bad for, I feel bad for Devontae Adams. Because he, he could have easily stayed in Green Bay, got a big, big payday in Green Bay. And still played with the top quarterback. You know, they're struggling. Green Bay's struggling right now. And it's showing. And I think a part of it is because their defense is nothing. And Aaron Rodgers is playing like cheeks. Now, granted, they had he had a very he had a good game for the most part. Christian Watson came to life somewhat, I guess. And by the way, the Monday night game's on. It's the Philadelphia Eagles and the uh, Washington Commanders. I'm really hoping that the Commanders upset the Eagles. You know, eh, we don't need to see an undefeated team. No. No. You don't need to see an undefeated team. So, I'm going for the upset. Anyways, Josh McDaniels is not a good coach. The Raiders are struggling. Um, this is the worst start to their, their season since that first year that Gruden took over. Um, what else? Uh, 
shit, uh, in the Chargers. They lost last night. You know, they they were up and then they blew and then then they lost the lead and they just couldn't overcome it. Justin Herbert got hurt. You know, Brandon Staley still continues to look like a dummy on the sideline and doesn't know how to coach correctly. And, you know, they have a shit ton of injuries that they just can't overcome. You know, they're, you know, they're, they're losing. They, I mean, they've won games. I mean, they're still second in the division, but they're like five and four now or five. Yeah. They're like five and four, five and five. I I can't look, I have to look at the record. I want to say they're probably five and four. I know we have them next Sunday, uh, Sunday night. They flex that game. And it's in L.A. Just imagine how many Chiefs fans are going to be there. And if Herbert doesn't play, I'm not saying that he. I'm not saying that he isn't, but that dude's hurt. He's been getting hurt. Quit beating your young quarterback up. Just sit him. I don't let him be his worst enemy. Don't let him be his own worst enemy because he's going to want to go out there and perform no matter what. You as a coach have to set him back or you have to set him down and tell him, hey, I do not feel comfortable putting you out there right now to cause something else. Now, I couldn't really recall what his injury was last night because I know they put they, they ended up putting in Chase Daniels uh, or Chase Daniel at some point. I always said Daniels like it's multiple. And then don't even get me started on the Broncos because we already know that they're that's just a dumbass organization right now. And Russell's not playing. Russell's just not Russ. And Hackett's a moron. They lost to the Titans yesterday. So my buddy Spence, you know, he's a good dude. I love him. He's a Broncos fan, but you know, he sometimes he likes to throw out the excuses now i get it they're they're dealing with some injuries too their offensive line is bad you know but it's it's just not looking good for our division outside of kansas city you know they said at the beginning of the season or before the season all off season chargers are going to win the division kansas city is going to regress they threw away tyree kill and Tyreek Hill's having a phenomenal season. He's on pace to break the single season receiving yard. He's uh, he's phenomenal. Still balling, but Mahomes is balling too. And if Mahomes wins, it's like this: if if Tyreek wins Offensive Player of the Year and Mahomes wins MVP, it's gonna be like the league's gonna basically be like, okay, well then they both really technically didn't need each other. They're both fucking phenomenal, and Tyreek's phenomenal. I I will always forever appreciate the cheetah, no matter what. All right, enough about our division. They suck, and we are top of that. We're going to go ahead and win the division, what, for the seventh straight year? That's 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 amazing. That's amazing. Because, you know, you got to start with doing that. Start by winning the division. And then if you can get one seed and get that first first round by, that's good. You know? All right, now let's get deep into the actual game itself and the actual preview. And I'm going to try to, you know, get through this as quickly as possible. I, I don't like to have long, dragging episodes. I've learned as a podcaster moving forward that you, you can't let these episodes drag. So, all right. And it helps that I'm, you know, actually using notes this time so I know what I'm saying, essentially. All right, let's go through the injuries first. Obviously, the nasty hit on Juju uh, that... uh God, I can't even remember his fucking name right now. It's a good thing I can't remember his name. 
I should be able to know his name, and he's gonna end up. He's gonna end up. Uh, yeah, who was that that hit him? I'm gonna go ahead and look that up because that's that's gonna bother me actually. That's gonna bother me. Cisco. I knew it was like something like that. Yeah, Cisco. Yeah, Cisco ended up, you know, obviously that was helmet to helmet. The biggest thing is why would you pick the flag back up? You threw it out and it, and the explanation afterwards, you know, I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and be 100% real with y'all Chiefs Kingdom. The NFL does not care about other positions. They only care about the quarterback. They only care about what draws money. And that is the quarterback position. Now, obviously, you have other positions, but the quarterback is the main, main position that they will always protect. I'm just saying, they won't protect any other position. They'll protect that position, though. It's 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 nonsense. It's it's crazy. All players are equal. They all need to be taken care of. It, you know, I'm not saying that I don't like physical football. I do. I love physical smash mouth football. But not when you're trying to, not when you're headhunting, you know, that, that first, I'm, you know, and maybe the first hit was incidental, but the one that he, the, the one on MVS that he was trying, he was trying to hurt MVS. Now, now MVS braced the hit a little bit easier and, you know, he kind of sold it a little bit, but Cisco was really trying to get MVS. You could tell. MVS is just a bigger receiver, like taller receiver, essentially. All right. Lamons also went out with a, he's a special teams ace. He went out with the concussion as well. Uh, Wiley uh, went out with a uh, sprained elbow, I believe. And um, who went in? Prince Tegawanaga, who actually played fairly well. The, total, the entire offensive line played extremely well today, uh, well yesterday. So no complaints there. All right, so game grade overall A. Have no complaints about it. Essentially, it was. I mean, obviously, there's some issues on special teams that I'm going to get into, but other than that, it was a phenomenal, phenomenal game. So A game grade. That's all I'm going to leave it there with that one. Game ball. My game ball is going to Kendarius Tony. I don't think the Kansas City Chiefs knew exactly what they were getting when they got him. I mean, they knew he was talented, but I don't think they knew he was going to make an impact like that. They immediately threw him in there, and he's showing who he is. That snag that he had in the middle of the air, and he had a touchdown. I'm going to get into that in a sec. Um, he had that snag in the air when he jumped super high. I mean, that was freakish. That was like Tyreek Hill when he's jumping up, soaring in the air like that freakishly high and if you notice before he did he was adjusting his gloves trying to adjust his gloves and then he jumped and caught it this dude's phenomenal and i know this i know that pissed new york giants fans off when they probably maybe watched that game and saw that he mocked mocked the uh, hamstring injury essentially like he pulled his hammy and scored dude is he's gonna be phenomenal in this offense moving forward I don't, and this is no disrespect to Sky Moore, I don't think the Chiefs really care at this moment about how much production that he gets. Now, if he gets production when he gets thrown in there, they're going to they're gonna be super happy for him because he's a rookie. They want him to produce. 
But what 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 we have right now with Juju, Kadarius Tony, Travis Kelsey, and you know Marquez Valdez Scantling at moments, Justin Watson. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, I mean Sky Moore, he is a rookie. Or it's not gonna hurt if he does not have a flashy rookie season, which he hasn't. It's pretty primarily been mistakes on special teams and just not enough. Not enough opportunity on offense. But Kadarius Tony is the real deal, and I'm extremely happy that we got him on this team. All right, let's get into the offense. Mahomes, phenomenal. Another day in the office for him. Can't even sit there and say, oh, wow, Mahomes. Four touchdowns, 300 yards. That's, that, that's, that's, that's typical. That's the standard. That is his standard. Four touchdowns, three three plus touchdowns. It's his standard. He's gonna do it pretty much every game. He's on pace for like fifty five hundred yards. It's it's ridiculous. He's good. Like I said, appreciate this moment, Chiefs Kingdom. Appreciate him. Just appreciate it. God, Mahomes is so good. You know, and Vernon Ram on the Arrowhead podcast uh, made this very made this perfect point. He said, even if Mahomes, Mahomes is probably not going to win eight Super Bowls, and he doesn't need to win eight Super Bowls, but if he's shattering all these records and wins like three to four, he's going to get considered the best player in the world. Bill Russell won 11 championships, and it's no disrespect to him. No one considers him the best player in NBA basketball. Now, I, I'm a big LeBron James fan, and I think he's I think he is one of the greatest basketball players, but obviously Michael Jordan was the greatest of his era. You know? And I'm not gonna get into all that debating because that's stupid. I, I don't I don't I think there can be greatness coming from everywhere. And there's eras. Every era has to be a great has to have a great. Not a player can't play for fifty thousand years and consider be considered the greatest like every single time. But I think if Mahomes can win three to four championships, he will be the greatest. He will be the best. He will be the greatest. I I, I personally believe that. And that's no biased take. That's 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 for real. I think a lot of people would tend to agree with that. If he shatters every record, you know, by the time he calls it a, calls it a career, and he has like three or four Lombardis on his mantle, you think anybody's going to care about him reaching eight Super Bowls? No, because he shattered everybody's record. And he's taken the team to the championship. Taking the team to the championship is just hard in itself. Another day in the office for Mahomes. Four touchdowns. He did have that one pick. But, you know, he had 331 yards, 120, 129 uh, passer rating. It was phenomenal day. Offensive line was perfect. They blocked well, pass blocked well. Uh, run, run blocked well, uh, ran blocked well. However you say that, um, running they ran zone. They did zone blocking was very well, you know. And I've I've harped on this team about their zone blocking that it's not good at time for most of the time, but it was good on a lot of moments. They also decided to run a gap too. Oh, excuse me, sorry. Log day, log day. Don't mean to yawn. Can't do that. Um. You know, ran a lot of gap, and it was good. They were pushing that defensive line around. Jacksonville defense had nothing, pretty much nothing all day. 
They couldn't even get after Mahomes like that. Trayvon Walker was nothing. Josh Allen was nothing. Um, Devin Lloyd, obviously, you know, Devin Lloyd was, you know, impactful. He had some plays out there. You know, Cisco, obviously, with his two big hits. But um, for the most part, we put it on that defense. They had no answer for us. You know, they had that, that strip fumble on Pacheco, but, you know, Pacheco got put right, you know, right back in kind of like Kareem Hunt and balled for the rest of the night. Like I said, offensive line was perfect. Wide receivers were evenly dished out. Everybody got a piece of the bread. MVS had his first touchdown of the year. Um, Juju was probably on pace for another 100-yard game before he got taken out. Um, Tony had 50-some yards. He had his touchdown. Uh, Travis Kelsey had his touchdown. You know, he had his yards, too. Of course, Kelsey's going to do his thing because him and Mahomes have just probably the purest chemistry, one of the purest chemistries out there. Um, But like I said, uh, you know, everybody was dished out evenly, and you want to continue to see that. Noah Gray had a touchdown. Noah Gray, come on, man. This guy, I've been giving this guy, you know, harp, you know, most of the time, you know, because he was a tight end from Duke, but – He's a lot better this year. He's improved. He's improved big time from his rookie season. Um, like I said, Pacheco. Gosh, sorry. I am so sorry. I do not mean to be yawning like this. Like I said, Pacheco ran with authority. And McKinnon, McKinnon, his pass blocking is, is phenomenal. He is such a great pass. He's so good in pass pro. He had he had a great a uh, couple good runs. He was really good in the passing game. Clyde Edwards literally had four snaps. Didn't do much. Didn't do anything. You know I don't know if he's in the doghouse. I don't know what it is, but his body language after some of those plays was not good. I don't know what it is, but I just don't. He's not going to be in Kansas City his whole career. That's just not going to happen. He could be trade bait next year. Um, You know, they're definitely not taking out his fifth-year option. And Pacheco even said it when he came into this, you know, into this league. I'm here to take a grown man's job. Now, I'm not saying that Clyde's fully in the doghouse. I'm not saying he's not going to get opportunities, but the opportunities he had yesterday didn't do nothing. And they were like, you know what? We're going to put the hotter hand in right now, and the hotter hands are Pacheco and McKinnon. You're not doing anything. And maybe they saw the body language. Maybe EB noticed it and was like, uh, I don't want none of that. I don't want none of that right now. And you know EB's not going to tolerate that because he doesn't tolerate that shit. He doesn't. He does not. And so I think – I think for the most part, I still think CEH is going to get his opportunity. I still think that this is a, still a, a true running back by committee, but I think Pacheco is probably going to be the starter moving forward and um, unless there's like an injury or something like that. Someone may go down, you know. What if they elevate Rojo? What if they don't? Uh, for the most part, Andy Reid and EB called a great game. Like I said, we passed, passed evenly. The, the run game was efficient, and this is what we need to keep doing. And, and you know, maybe at this point this is how it is going to start happening because we're in the midst, midst of November football and we're going to be in December football before we know it. And that's when things is really, really getting crazy when it's when we're pushing for playoff picture. So um, they, 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 called, they, called a great, they called a good game for the most part. 
but we have to eliminate the RPOs. It's still throwing this offensive line off at times. Eliminate them, please. Sometimes the players aren't even getting to their spots in time, and you know Mahomes is going to pull it for the most part, and the offensive line doesn't even know. This eliminate it. It it doesn't it doesn't not need to be in this offense anymore. We are good doing you know the some of the Mills concepts and you know some of the certain mesh mesh things and slants um, and you know with the runs you know we're doing dives and counters so we just just need to keep with you know that you know traditional traditional things and you know the spread or West Coast offense but you don't need to do RPOs anymore let's just get them away get them out of here just get it out that's that's pretty much the offense offense did its thing um yeah I can't complain too much about that so we're happy special teams I I've said this I know that there was a little bit of questioning and you know probably after the Colts game is it time to start questioning Dave Tobe as a special teams coordinator is his scheme has it been outdated I don't think so I think Dave Tobe is an adjuster coach just like just like Andy and Spags, I think they tend to adjust with the years for the most part. You know, I've had my complaints on certain things where it seems like they are trying to go back in time too much and live, you know, and be stuck in their ways. But for the most part, they have they've had adjusted to the times and trying to figure out how to make their their teams or how their 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 side of the ball better. And with how special teams is played today, there's a, there are a lot of things that have been eliminated from, you know, playbooks that you can't do. You can't do wham blocks or wedge blocks, I mean, or whatever the case may be. You just can't do a lot of a lot of things anymore. So they have to kind of adjust it. And it's for players' for safety, you know, for the most part. Now, I still think I do think our kickoff and our punt team are great. I think able to you know doing all that we're able to field it and do very well, um, and or contain it I should say contain the teams. Or you know obviously it sucked losing Lambins because he was a really good special teams ace. But you know our gunners are good. You know we're getting down there. We're stopping them. We're not really. I mean letting super big returns i mean they kind of had a couple nice returns but not nothing super crazy that was like oh my god but butker continues to still miss chip shots i think that he's still hurt i think that's i think that they just don't want to bring in they don't want to go through a kicker carousel i think you know dealing with uh who was it uh God, what was his name? And, you know, he was missing all the kicks in the Amendola. He was missing all the kicks in the Colts game. And then, and then we bring in Matthew Wright. He has a couple misses, but he, you know, he makes, you know, most for, you know, one of the games that he played. But I think they realize, like, hey, we just need to get that swelling down just enough for him to be able to kick somewhat because we're not going to go through a kicker carousel. We're just not. But he's missing chip shots, and and I'm not gonna. I guess I can't really say I blame it on too much of the injury because he was doing a lot of this shit. You know, I want to say maybe was it last year or was it more in 2020? I can't. I think it was more in 2020 when he was kind of on his shit too. I mean, he made those deep balls, and I think that's kind of like the thing with Bucker. If it's not, if it's not anything like 
you know, special. Like for the most part, if it's not anything like a tough moment, he don't want nothing to do with it. Seems like. Uh, the return game though, it's just it's just not there. It's not. I I don't know what it is. I I, I don't know if the blocking is bad. I I just don't. It, there's just no returns, and it. I guess there's some points where I can kind of understand where some of these returners are making mistakes because our blocking up front's not good or, you know, players are not in the right position and it's just forcing, you know, the returners to make boneheaded decisions, you know. So, and Sky, you know, Sky Moore obviously had his mistakes and, you know, Tony... To be completely fair, he made a mistake yesterday in the return game, and I'm not going to pinpoint too much on him. He's new to the team, you know, and it's he probably was just like, look, I'm just going to try to make a play real quick, and I'm sure Dave Tobe just kind of gave him some freedom. You know, hey, just go out there and be yourself a little bit. But Tommy Townsend, you know, he's doing his thing. I don't think we should question Dave Tobe. I think he's a good coach. You know, he's a really good special teams coach. And I think, you know, I think or coordinator, I should say. And I think a lot of teams would probably kill to have him as a special teams coordinator on their team. I would not doubt that. All right, let's get over to the defense. Enough special teams. They're just kind of the worst part of our team right now, which is kind of crazy to say. But Spags. He is called, he has been, this is probably by far, and I know some of the stats probably won't show as much, but this has probably by far been the best year so far that Spags has had as a DC with us, consistent-wise. Now, I know kind of stopping the run has kind of been up and down, kind of a little shaky, but we held Travis Etienne. He had nothing. He had like 40-something yards. He did nothing. He had a couple passing, he had some passing yards, but really nothing. Went up against a young quarterback. They, They blitzed. They blitzed on some plays, you know, the blitz was, you know, there, but they rushed with their front, you know, a lot of the times too. We had five sacks, got home five times, Dunlap had a half a half sack, he got his 100, which was nice to see, Willie had a sack on a blitz, uh, uh, Chanel had a sack on a blitz, or it was basically like, you know, the quarterback was just broke out of the pocket and, you know, he just came down, chased him down essentially, got him. And uh, Saunders, Saunders, if you don't bring back Saunders, I'm going to be pissed. You need to bring Saunders back. He's good. He is showing that he's a, a, a guy who can who can get after the quarterback. And that's no, there's nothing against Derek Nottie. You could be a great run stuffer, you know, all day. But I'm sorry, man. We we can't pay for we can't pay for a first and second down guy only. We need we need all three down defensive tackles. That's just what we need on this defense. Um, but for the most part, our pass rush was getting home. It was nice to see. It's super nice when you don't have to blitz as much. Now he was he was sending you know guys. We were running our four three, so he was sending like you know both outside backers. Um, and then when we got into the, especially when we got into the dime, that's when we run most of our exotic blitzes. But, you know, we were throwing, we were throwing, um, Trevor off. He just, he just couldn't do anything. You know, it, it, it was, it was a good game. It was a good game by the defense. I, I have to say, I'm very, very pleased with how our defense has been playing. It's, it's nice to see. 
all linebackers were phenomenal. Uh, like I said, uh, Willie had a had a sack. Chanel had a sack. Uh, Nick Bolton blowing things up, tackle for losses. This is the best, probably was one of the best games that Nick Bolton played this year. He's a tackling machine. Uh, they did like a like a report. He has like a like a one point something two percent like tackle miss rate, which is st- stupid good. It's um yeah, it's stupid good. It's it's ridiculous. He's our you know best tackling linebacker. I would say I wouldn't say he's our best overall linebacker. I think that's Willie Gay, um, but I think he's our best obviously tackling. You know, and you know he knows he's he's instinctual. Obviously, very smart. Um, but him and Willie together are just phenomenal. They both had eight tackles total. They are they are a great tandem. When they when they when we get into that nickel, that big nickel, and they're both out there together. And this is nothing against Chanel because he's going to grow into this defense. Um, it's it was nice to see. It was nice to see that. It really it really was it's nice to see how our linebackers were playing. You know, our corners are superb. Trent McDuffie. Now, there was that one play he kind of took off. He kind of took off for a second. And, you know, that was just because he wasn't probably paying attention, wasn't ready for the play. And you have to be ready. as a rookie mistake. You have to be ready on all times. But lockdown. PBUs, man. Lockdown corner, man. He's good. I am so happy that we have him. Joshua Williams. Really good tackler as well. You know, he he likes to lay the wood on people. He's a good corner. Watson's a good corner. Our rookie corners are phenomenal. And I see why we had to trade away Rashad Fenton. Now, Sneed, Sneed did not have a good game. He gave up a couple touchdowns. He did not have a phenomenal game. But he is still a really good player. He's a really good weapon to this defense. I still think we need to re-sign him if we can at some point. Now he has one more year, I believe. I think he was drafted in 2020. So I think he has 2023 to get through, and then we'll see after that. Uh, but you can't complain. I mean, everybody everybody played well. Our defense was getting after Trevor Lawrence. They were all over those receivers you know, I mean, obviously they had those two touchdowns, but that was garbage time. It's garbage, garbage time. And then obviously they had a field goal too. Uh, my score prediction was uh, thirty fourteen, and take away three points from us and give it to Jacksonville, and that was the score twenty seven seventeen. Well, well, I don't, I don't bet like that, so I didn't put no money down. So it's not like it's gonna kill me. I just like doing predictions. Just trying to think, is there anything else I need to cover? I mean, that was pretty much the game. I mean, it was, it was an A game. Andy, Andy Reid was pleased. I mean, I don't think if it was a, I don't want to say it was a lucky day for Kansas City, but it was definitely a blessed day for Kansas City. Having everybody in your division lose which was good, you know, for you. That just keeps pushing you up further in your division, you know, for them to not even be able to come back. Teams not even able to come back. I think we're like two we're like two games above everybody at this point. Now we have the Chargers next Sunday night and that's going to dictate a lot if we sweep them, it's over. And I mean, if we be, if we beat the Chargers and sweep the Chargers, it's over. The Raiders aren't going to beat us. We're not we're not going to lose to them in Vegas. 
Uh, you know what? I'm not going to sit there and say that will be a that, that might be a tough game later on. I, I just this is the last game of the year, I believe. So I don't know. And yeah, I, yeah, I think it is the last. I think it is the last game of the season, if, if I don't recall. Yeah, yeah, I believe it is. And. We're gonna beat the Broncos both times. They're gonna. They're that coach is horrible. They're not gonna know what to do against us. They're gonna. He's gonna look so dumbfounded on that sideline. That whole staff is gonna look dumbfounded on that sideline. Defense might be able to get after us on some plays because they got. A, they got a really good defense. Their offense is horrible, and they're coaching. Like I said. Anyways, all right. That's going to go ahead and do it with this uh, for this review episode. I think I've covered everything that I wanted to cover out of this game. I hope Juju and all the other injuries, I hope that you guys recover quickly so we can get them back out there. Um, and we got uh, the Ch L.A. Chargers next Sunday night, and I'm going to get that preview episode out in the next coming days. Um, oh, I hope you guys all follow me on Instagram. I'm going to keep doing this every week. Follow me on Instagram, Big EKC. That's Big EKC. That's also on Twitter, Big EKC. And then obviously follow the um, the podcast on Instagram only. And maybe if you want to follow it on Facebook, I think I have a Facebook page as well. Um, yeah, no Twitter for that. Twitter's too much. Uh, too much. It's too much for me personally at times, so I have to dial it back just Instagram, um, but that's Kingdom Connect, so if you find that, it's Kingdom Connect. All right, I think that's going to go ahead and do it. hope you guys like this podcast. Uh, re rate and review it if you guys can on Apple Podcasts. You guys can go ahead and leave me a review. Uh, you guys can go ahead and give me a five-star rating if you guys can. Give me some sort of star rating on Spotify. You can find this podcast on all your audio platforms. All right, Chiefs Kingdom, hope you guys enjoyed this review episode. And with that being said, the connect is always real.